Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the charity show. I pitch your free throws because they all free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, toss me the rock to Sopolis. Toss, there's just like a bunch of questions I want to throw at you at basketball, NBA. May I? Please. <laughs> if you please. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Top three teams in the West, top three at full health. Every, if everyone, let's just play the full health game. If everyone's at full health, top three in each conference. In order. In order. Okay. Um. I think I'm going to put the Nuggets. I'm going to start with the West. I'm going to put the Nuggets at one. Okay. I think I'm... It's weird. Like, I I want to put the Warriors in there, but, like, they're not playing well enough. I know Steph's out for a few weeks here, um, but even at full health, the way that Poole is playing, uh, I think he's, like, a, a his net rating as a player right now is like minus 17.5 or something like that. Um, and obviously they just paid him, you know, four for one twenty. So the fact that he only plays on one side of the ball at this point in his career is, is not, not great. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to put, I think I'm going to put the Clippers at two. And then I think I'm going to put the Pelicans at three because of their depth. Um, and I just, I'm banking a little bit on the Clippers have started this season. Well, without Kawhi, they're working him in. Now he's starting to actually get healthy and play some serious minutes. Um, I think they've got a good head coach, Tyron Liu. I think he understands the rotations and, and you know, what it takes deep down the stretch for this team to make a run. So those are my three in the West. Um, and then I, in the East, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, Boston at one, Milwaukee at two, and 
You know what, man? I, I'm going to put Brooklyn three, but this one's a bit of a toss-up. I think that this order could get restructured any which way with these three teams. But with those three teams? Yep. So Philly, Cleveland, Memphis. I mean, look, like you, you made me pick, right? You made me pick. No, no, teams. I didn't make you pick. I'm just asking like you, but you quickly, Memphis, is Memphis closer to the three spot than Philly or Cleveland are? Probably because I think they they have the best coach. Uh, I like Bick, I like Bickerstaff a lot. I don't like Doc that much. I think that he doesn't tweak things enough. Um, he's really stubborn in his ways. But I, I think that Taylor Jenkins is. I mean, he's he's likely the best coach in the NBA right now, and I think that makes all the all the worlds different. All the worlds difference for this team. I mean, look what they did last year when Jaw was not healthy. Um, and what kind of run they were they were able to go on, but I just haven't seen enough from Jaron Jackson as far as like his development as a player. Um, but if you if you have Desmond Bain healthy, who I think if he had been healthy up until the All Star game, he um, you know if he hadn't missed a, a nice little stretch there, he'd be an All Star this season. He's playing mm-hmm. like that. Dylan Brooks is fine. I mean, I yeah. I don't. What do you think about the Memphis team? Are they in your three? No, you, we are tit for tat. I was just making sure we we're on the same page. I, my th- little reshot. Six, the Sixers are close. The Sixers Cl- are close. Obviously, if they play it, I love tilt. that two man game. I really yeah. do. I love. I love the two man game that they pull. But like, they need Maxi back, which is yeah. the full health thing. Um, they're really missing that third runner. Like Harris is just not it. Like I would love if there was any possible way, just from a basketball standpoint, if they can get out of that contract. That's just absolutely suffocating them in some capacity. I look at the Memphis team and then the second, well, to answer your question of my question, it's going to be Clippers at full health because Zubach, Wall, like these guys, like are the role players in the Clippers are actually playing extremely well or playing from within they've been asked to do. Yeah, um, Luke Kennard then, is flamethrower, dude. He can hit threes like few guys in the nba can really yeah sure. and then you, and then you have a guy like Kawhi coming back and then a guy like paul george and again like we're talking about full health this is a team that's a pal i think this is a well-coached team uh again i've given enough apologies to ty Lu for my past discretions towards him I, this is a team that's well in the mix to win the title if they're at full tilt and i think that the nuggets are my number two and i think the pals are my number three so that's where i stand in the west and i think all of them like if all those one of those three teams went to the finals i wouldn't be surprised I'd be surprised if the next tier, quote unquote, of like Suns, Blazers, um, Kings, Warriors, and then the Grizzlies were going. I'd be a little surprised. One of those, you know, you wouldn't have the Mavs in that tier. I think they're pretty clearly in that tier. They are. Sorry, the Mavs in that tier. I there that'll get to my next question. And then the East, Milwaukee at three. They're missing, dude. Middleton in and out of the lineup. It's just like on a consistent basis now at this point. They need him. Like this is not like you need depth and you need superstar depth. There's two different levels of depth in the NBA, and you need both if you really want to compete for a title. And then you get to a point where the Sixers again, Maxi. I honestly, at full health, there's there's a the gap between Philly and, and Milwaukee is tighter than me and my gap between Memphis and New Orleans. To be honest, like the, that's a tighter gap. I think Cleveland is missing a year, but like a legit year of Mobley. Mobley really needs to make that jump to like, hey, I'm an all star for me to be like, hey, that the, the Cavs are in that 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 top three range. Yeah, and then I'll go to say as far as to say the Celtics are two, and that the Brooklyn Nets 
at full health or one. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that pick. I think that um, push comes to shove, although Tatum got the upper hand in that series last year. It was a different Nets team. They didn't have Ben Simmons. They didn't have TJ Warren. Nick Claxton wasn't playing as well as he is this year. Um, they didn't have guys like Yuta Watanabe, who are like important role players on this Brooklyn One of the Nets best team. Best three-pointing shooting role player. He's the best three-pointing shooting role player in the league. Right. Uh, Joe Harris also was hurt. Mm-hmm. So I Kyrie I think, barely played that year, dude. Like right, right. And I and I still think Kevin's better than Tatum. Um, so I I mean right now I I tweeted this in a reply to the believe tweet that you know Luka Doncic is the odds on favorite to win NBA MVP and I said you know I still think the value bet is Kevin Durant I mean he's like plus 1000 right now Luka's like Mm. plus 250 Tatum's like plus 350 um you know Jokic is probably like plus 500 or something like that um so I'm I'm with you man I actually the the Nets they're pretty scary and yeah, I mean, now that too, bro. and now that Nash isn't there, I mean, Jacques Vaughn was a guy that played in the league as well, and he had a defensive identity as a player when he played in the league, and I think that's translated over to the rest of this team. Nick Claxton is playing like one of the best rim runners in the NBA right now. I mean, it's really impressive what he's been able to do, and obviously, I think Durant has always been an underrated defender um, with his length, his shot blocking ability, and obviously, he's you know maybe the best offensive weapon to ever play the game of basketball. So it's, yeah, that team's really, really good. And I, I still have question marks here and there with this Celtics team because of as good as Tatum has been, as good as Brown has been, they are not quite as consistent as the rest of those like top seven guys in the NBA. They, their games are so buoyed from a points standpoint, like, look, I'm not saying they don't play good defense because they do, but on the offensive side of the basketball, and there are games where they will get there in the assist, and they are really good passers or forwards, and they rebound well. Like, all that, yes, they're all-star, superstar players. They'll have games where they go 6 of 22. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Kevin Durant go 6 of 22? That does pretty, not... Pretty, pretty rare. That is a rarity. Like, and a guy, they're not... They don't have the same footprint or handprint on a game like Giannis does defensively. They're definitely a tier below him in that capacity. Jalen, I don't know what it is. And I mean, you watch, you just, you watch them as much as I do at this point. Like they like when he, he'll out dribble himself. Sometimes the minute he starts taking it to the paint and they clog him, he turns the ball over. Like, they turn the ball over more than certain guys do. It seems bigger in bigger situations. And all that being said, they're still first in the East. They're an unbelievable duo, if not maybe the best in the league. They just are missing that. And, I mean, level the of rest of the the rest of the roster is fantastic. I mean, you've got yeah, there, there's a little to complain about if you're a last Boston last year's player. DPOY got you know Al Horford obviously who is Brogdon. a guy that's won an All Star Brogdon. Even guys like Cornette and Hauser like are playing really really well above their pay grade. I would say. Derek White is playing better than he did last year. I mean, it, this team is a legit title contender. Bob Will's did. back. Yeah, that's big. I mean, that's a the, he's might be the probably, third. He might be the third best player on the team. He's the kicker. I was about to say, like you, he's the guy that it's really going to come down to. Can he put a body on Embiid in the playoffs? Can he put a body on Giannis in the playoffs? Can he make it difficult for Kyrie Irving to get to the basket and force the Nets to beat you from outside? 
and then allow them, hey, look, we'll get into if you're the Brooklyn Nets and you're the Boston Celtics, like, and you want to play from the outside in, like, we'll do that gladly because our wing defenders and our point defenders are great and going to the rack is going to be extremely tough. And we'll go tit for tat from you shooting because we added Brogdon. I mean, if we had Gallinari, it'd be a no question in my mind. But like, again, Hauser, Cornette, those guys stepping up, moving to ultimately what'll be a huge question in the coming months, who needs to make the move? What What is the move and who needs to make it? Well, I think, like you mentioned, you said the Warriors, the Blazers, the Kings, the Mavs, the Suns. Um, the Mavs can make a move, by the and way, the, by and the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the Mavs might be at the top of the list to make a move because the distinction between the rest of those teams in that tier that you listed is that the Mavs have Luka, right? Mm-hmm. And so just by having him, I put them ahead of the Kings um, and the Blazers, even though, you know, I love Dame. Anthony Simons is playing all-star level basketball. I say Grant, that very seriously. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant has played tremendously this year. Um, the Mavs desperately need a true NBA center, a guy that could start, a guy that can play 20-plus minutes, Um to pair alongside Christian Wood, who has been starting of late because of injuries, and I think will continue to start the rest of the year for this Mavericks team. Um, but I, I mean, even just watching that game last night against the Knicks, like Mitchell Robinson had his way with them in the paint. He got way too many easy looks. And when you're playing against the rest of the West, who let's look at the teams that we listed, the Pels, Jonas Valanciunas, and Zion Williamson. You, the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic. Okay, you got to have someone that can guard that guy the entire game. And then the Clippers, who have Zubac, who is that? That guy's a true starting center in, in you know in a modern era of basketball where shooting three pointers is king. But like he belongs on the court. They have to keep him on the court. Earlier this season, what he had twenty seven rebounds in a game, something yeah, like that. Where are you going to get that? Is my question. Sorry to cut I, you off. Like where? Are no, you I mean I. I'm looking, I'm looking at the list because you your 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 point is proven at the bottom of the standings. Where's the size in Houston? Where's the size in San Antonio? Really, like Jakob Pertl? Okay, sure, maybe right. Size in Los Angeles, like AD is out. Like Oklahoma City, Chet's been out. Oh, Christian Wood had his best game of his career against the Lakers because they have no big. Thomas they, Bryan is their best big man. The, where's the big in Washington? The, the Orlando is the only KP, inverse. By KP. the way, they've been hot. Orlando. Yeah, but but we know who all those teams are that you mentioned. Like, there's still multiple roster pieces away, not to mention their guys have to develop. And, like, look, that Rockets team is the bottom of the West, but they're really competitive. They're actually, like, they go out there every night and, like, they don't give anyone an easy game. I, I like them. We beat the crap out of them last the last two nights ago, but, yeah, but we're going fine. Yeah. The the magic though inversely like i i actually think they give people problems i mean they beat us twice like they give people problems they were hot like and they have a bevy of like they have a bevy of bigs like does that is that where the mavs go to get wendell or to get mo um i mean you could get mo for probably next to nothing i would because say because bull bull's the guy yeah yeah um Although he plays a little bit more like a three than he does like a five. Yeah, so you'll have you'll keep Wendell in the mix. Uh, like, I mean, Capella. I mean, obviously, it's interesting. The most interesting like kind of piece in this entire machine of the NBA is like what the Hawks decide to do here because the Dejounte Murray they gave up way too many assets for that guy. Now you have him. He's not no, on the worst. They, he's they, not on the. They wor- gave up the right amount. 
you you were not you disagree with yourself and me when we we like that deal we like that deal well, we liked the deal i liked it more than i liked it i did say i think at the time that i thought they were giving up too much but if the, this guard tandem works and they're a top 6 team in the east then it was all worth it but it's not it's not working and not only it, I'm not saying it's DeJounte's fault. I think more so it's probably Trey's fault. No one wants to play with this guy. No one wants to coach this guy. You know, the, the Mavs are odds favorite on bat line to be the next place where this guy plays, which is ridiculous. And I think it's a total like random throw at the dartboard with the blindfold over your eyes. But he could go to Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I get it. But that's my question is like, are they going to blow it up? Are they going to trade Trey Young, their cornerstone superstar, to another team? That would be a guy that's not even 26 years old yet. Like, this is early to move a guy like this. It's really, really early. Are they going to trade him? And if they trade him, are you trading DeAndre Hunter? Are you trading John Collins and Clint Capella? If so, the Mavs better be the first people on the phone to make that Clint Capella deal happen because that would be a guy that I'd like to go after. I mean, if let's keep an eye on the Pacers because I think Miles Turner is a perfect fit in the Mavericks system. But, but I don't know if they're going to move him. There, if I'm the Pacers, I'm more inclined to sit pat than I'm the Hawks. Like if you're the Hawks, like this is the absolute biggest disaster. You could the only team that's probably a bigger train wreck, ironically, because they made a big, big, big trade as well, is the one that I did not we're, like at we're, all. We were the one that you were about to reference, which I'm glad you stopped yourself because we all knew that that was an arm and a leg too many. And they are also missing Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota with the Gobert trade that we're losing. It wasn't working before he got hurt, though. But yeah. Okay, fair. I think the, the Hawks, what are the Heat doing? What are the Bull what are the Bulls doing? Like does DeRozan well, they'll, I, I, they'll blow it up. I mean, Levine's everywhere in every single rumor. So DeRozan too, like, the the LA rumors for DeRozan like, and or Levine. I'm team. Trade are, I mean, I know the Bulls wouldn't do it. I've posed this to many people. And I know that people in the New York think it's blasphemous. If the New York Knicks at full health had DeRozan instead of RJ Barrett, they are firmly the sixth team in the East and they are really contending. I don't know. I just, I think that you can't just, dis- I agree with you. I think that's actually a really good swap for them. Um, I don't want to discredit Miami be- because of how well they're coached and like the ethos of that franchise, just like it, it- exist to win in some capacity not necessarily like win a championship every year but they squeeze all the juice out of the orange every single season and i know when push comes to shove like i wouldn't be surprised if they ended up a top six team in the east at that like five or six seed and we're competitive or they they well you're gonna you're gonna beat them twice if they're the seven or the eight seed in miami good good luck like good luck there's certain teams like I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, most of the teams are mainly in the East because like, if you look at the West, like the thunder at the bottom of the barrel, the Warriors aren't doing anything crazy. I don't, I don't think Timberwolves have already made their bed. So they have the line it. the Lakers are literally handcuffed in cement to Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. It seems they're just going based off ticket sales at this point. The thunder, the Spurs, the Rockets are, they don't really have guys to sell like big guys to sell. Like, Maybe some of the vet pieces in San Antonio. Gordon. Yeah, like a guy like Gordon, a guy like Pirtle. Um McBuckets. Like Yeah, Doug. 
Like the, those guys, sure. But I'm saying like from their core, like the Spurs might as well hang tight. The Rockets hang tight. The Thunder hang tight. The Jazz are gonna. The Jazz are in the playoffs. Like you're a fran- you're a franchise in the playoffs. You're not gonna blow it up necessarily. All the teams that can blow it up. I mean, the Hornets. God knows what anyone wants from them. They're abysmal. The Pistons. They stink, but they got to stay the course. But if you're like the the Magic, you might you might want to buy honestly. And if you're the Wizards and the like, the what are the Wizards and the Raptors doing? Like realistically, like yeah, the you're Wizards the Raptors. Are, the Wizards Siakam, are. A massive head scratcher. I think the Raptors, like, we could blink and two months could pass and they could uh, they could be a top eight seed in the East. Like, yeah, I mean they have Siakam, who's playing. He's playing really, really well. I mean, I think at this point he's just he's an all star basketball player. Like that's that's what he is. Um, I mean and, Barnes is like Van Vliet. I mean Ananobi, like that was like my was it, he was my most improved play, MIP pick. I think so. I think he was. I've always liked that guy a lot. I mean uh, he's, he's playing he's playing like their second best player right now. He's yeah. playing better than Barnes is. FVV. The problem with him is like you could move him, but I don't know what you're going to get for him now. No. Yeah, I, this team is just beyond like it's. They were good last year and competitive last year. And I mean, they look, they have a positive barely. I mean, they were pretty much of an even differential. Like I'm with you. I think they can, I think they're competitive. Like there's no reason for them to blow it up necessarily. They might as well stay the course. I mean, again, they were, they're the fourth pick two years ago. I just think that they, the guy, the guy that won rookie of the year last year shouldn't have won rookie of the year. And by that, I mean, not that he shouldn't have necessarily won the award, but he's not, He's not a. T- I don't even think he's a top three player in that class as of right now. If like we were doing the power rankings for that draft class, I know it's really tough because Cade, you know, is out for the rest of the season. But if I'm redrafting, I'm still taking Cade one. I'm going to take Mobley two. I'm going to take Jalen Green ahead of Scotty Barnes. I'm going to do it. You're still taking Cade Cunningham, including his injury one. Meh, dude. To that, by the way, I'm giving that a meh. On your part, you're gonna have Scotty Barnes ahead of Cade Cunningham, though. No, 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 no. I'm gonna. Here's what. Let me throw. It. Okay, sorry. Okay, well then go. Like, then sorry. Mobley, then Green, then Cade, then Franz Wagner. Like honestly, he's been better than a, Scotty Barnes this year. We're gonna have to break, but kind of get a Josh Getty. Yeah, I, Barnes and him are like pretty even. So there you go. All right, we'll continue some NBA talk when we get back. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, the Cherry Stripe, pitch free throws. Now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they are free. Josh Fisher, Alex Zener, tossing the rectosopolis. We started off last segment talking. I asked you what you felt the best three teams in each co- the conference were in the, in the association. Yeah, that's and all we it, needed to get rolling. <laughs> I, I, somewhat, I was like trying to like reference. Maybe this is my love of music. I was like trying to explain to someone the other day what our show is like. And I'm like, if you just think of it like a jam band. Yeah. If you just think of our show like a jam band, like you'll we'll start on the NFL and finish on the NBA, but it'll tie. Maybe. At least we think it will. (laughs) We always try our best. And if it's a bad segue, we we always give it what we got. Um, but yeah, I mean before we, you know, we 
didn't tie a perfect ribbon on the NBA over there. We were talking about last year's, you know, this year's sophomores. Um, really quickly, though, maybe before we can transition to the NFL, because I have some questions for you there. Outside of Paulo, I mean, is Benedict Matherin the best rookie this year, or do you like you like Jaden Ivey or Keegan Keegan Murray? Foot in my mouth, Keegan Murray. I like I like all those guys, and I also want to throw in. I actually think Jabari Smith is playing really really good basketball right now. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of dudes. Sorry to ping ping back in Walker Kessler, Malachi Branham, like AJ Griffin, like it's got two game winners already. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dudes playing. Oh, you're who was it? Wasn't you? It was our boy Brando with the Andrew Nemhard pick. Yeah, he really liked Nemhard. I mean, he he reminds me a lot of guys like Brogdon and Brunson, where he's just like a really savvy basketball player. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He hits his threes. He doesn't turn the ball over. Like there is a place in the league for guys like that. I mean, look at look at what a premium the Memphis Grizzlies put on Tyus Jones. They ended up bringing him back, and now I think they probably have the the best backup point guard in the NBA, and I I think that's invaluable. Like, because you have a guy like John Morant who plays at times reckless basketball, at least from a physical standpoint, and, and always has a propensity to get injured. So to have a guy that's a backup like Tyus Jones, it's really, really, it's it's helpful. It's certainly mm-hmm. helpful. Um, but yeah, man, the NBA is really fun right now, and now it's officially started because we're past the Christmas Day mark. Yeah, now now things get legitimate, legitimatized. What's the word? You know the word. I don't know. Legitimi- legitimized. Legitimized. legitimized yeah full nicky snacks moment right there uh <laughs> the real but you did bring up the grizzlies so i'm gonna reel myself back in on the nba before we get to the nfl and start dancing that boogie what can the grizzlies go get zach levine are you the, if you're the grizzlies are you standing put because we we talked about the hawks being a very questionable team um in the first segment and uh, to me the grizzlies like they're not in our top three and if you're not in our top three and we're really not, we're buying them as a fun team. We're buying them as like a team where, you know, there's a lot of obviously John Morant's like an MVP caliber player. Desmond Baines, an all-star caliber player. JJJ is like booing up between like really, really great player and like not available. And again, like you have like, a, I mean, I'm looking at their roster, like Brooks, Clark, Jones, Aldama, like Adams, like, you know, They've taken Roddy and Zaire Williams and the Ravia. I'm like curious to see how those three forwards kind of come to fruition. Yeah. But if you're the Grizzlies, do you take those three forwards that you've drafted or in some, you know, compilation of picks? Do you call up Chicago and get Zach Levine? I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up too much if I were them. Cause I really think like every guy you listed, I just saw a, a tweet the other day. Steven Adams still isn't even 30 years old. I saw that tweet too. Like, this is a really, really young team. I think Brooks is probably like 27. Um, but past that, all these guys are so young, so much more time to get better. Um, let's worry about like the problems that we can fix and address in the immediate, which is like, let's ha- maybe like we have Jaron Jackson, we coach him in a way where he doesn't foul out every single game and isn't averaging more fouls than any other player in NBA history. How about like, let's keep a guy that was a top six pick on the court like let's keep a guy healthy um bane you know i just bane and moran i don't know i worry like is levine what they need or is it a an upgrade to jackson or adams Mm -hmm. like is it an upgrade there that would really benefit this team a lot 
Can I ask you this? Can they and, call Detroit? Well, everybody's going to be calling Detroit for Bogdanovich. Well, that's what I want. If I'm the if I'm the Grizzlies, can I get Bogdanovich? Can I get? Dude, I'm you're not, giving up. You're giving up at least one first round pick for Bogdanovich. Troy Weaver, excellent signing. The fact that he brought this guy in to a team that did not need them. Did not need no, 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 no. It's a great savvy move. I, I I don't know how who I was taught. I was out drinking the other night and Bogdanovich came up, but it was an unbelievable move on his part and the, the Pistons part. He can he you know what he could have done? He could have signed with the grid the, maybe the Timberwolves would be better the hindsight 2020 with him. He could have the Hawks, but he could have signed with these one of these middling teams and be stuck not contending. And now one of these top three teams can go get him and he can be really playing for something. And the Pistons, it's a great move for them because like I think you're alluding to they can get a pick automatically for a guy that wasn't helping them now. Yeah. How about like Otto Porter? Like, why did you sign with the Raptors? What are you doing? Like, why didn't you like it? Uh, like at least, Dan, at least Danny green, at least Danny green signed with the Grizzlies, you know, like they're better than the Raptors. They are. Yeah, for sure. Like they, I mean, they were second in the West last year. Like I actually don't like, I'm not fully out on Killian Hayes right now. I want to throw that out. He's playing his best basketball he he ever has. Like, can you call? So back, can Jaron Jackson Jr. Because Detroit is looking for size. Like, I don't think MB3 is it. Like, nice that he's getting minutes. Happy he's playing. Like, in his career is not fully in the toilet. Like, that's great to see. And I don't know if he's involved in this trade either, quite honestly. But can you get Jalen Duran and can you get Bogdanovich for Jaron Jackson Jr. Would would you do that if you're the Pistons and the Grizzlies, or is that not enough for one of the parties? Um, I think you're giving up on him a little early if you're the Grizzlies. Um, so if you were getting first round picks from the Pistons back, then yes. But I just Weaver's not going to do that. Like he's looking to flip Bogdanovich for picks. two for two first round picks and call it a day. Yeah. And like maybe a vet to like match contracts who is on a one year deal who you know like is going to sign somewhere else next year, um, but yeah, yeah I would I wouldn't the, do it I wouldn't do it. So the Grizzlies and the Mavs are kind of in the same place. Yeah, I mean the Mavs like the Mavs have to accept the fact that I was talking about with the age where Stephen Adams is probably the oldest player on this team besides Danny Green. And he's not even 30. And like every role player on the Mavericks is over the age of 28, except for like Josh Green. So it's like, we, I don't know. I mean, we have to reassign Wood. We have to extend him. Uh, we can't have another asset just fall by the wayside and get picked up by another team, like what happened with Brunson. And, but the Mavs need to make moves still. Just I just hope they don't get, they, they don't get too desperate and like, give up everything for a guy that's going to get hurt. Like Levine worries me. He's a really mm-hmm. good pairing and running mate for Luca, but he just has such a high propensity of getting hurt and injured. That- At that point, get DeRozan because they had, I, they had DeRozan. They could compete for the title. Yeah. Yeah. DeRozan's an interesting like guy. Cause I think he's like a, he's a, he raises your floor, but how much does he raise your ceiling? No, I just I a lot, dude. I mean, I may be like a DeRozan sucker, but like he hits game winner still. He scores at a high clip still. Just since like three or four years ago, he's completely developed his game and changed his game as as far as facilitating goes. Yeah, between the two of those guys, 
when push comes to shove, I'd rather have for the Mavericks, I'd rather have Levine because he's a far better three-point shooter. And I think that like bringing a non-three-point shooter next to Luka and having him play on the on the court at the same time is a little bit counterintuitive. Um, even if he does get you 20 points per game, like if he's not maximizing your your true superstar and Luka, then it's a little bit of a like, why are we doing this? Um yeah, I mean, teams are definitely going to have to make moves. It, it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers go the rest of the season without doing anything. I would be highly, highly surprised. You want AD? Is that what you're, you're saying? You want you want AD? No, they can't move AD. They can't. He was playing MVP-level basketball when he was no, no. healthy. He's not playing, bro. Well, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. All right, well, the guy that won't be he's back. Definitely better than, he's better than Cat. <laughs> yeah, he's better than Cat. <laughs> Can I ask you something? For from an NF, I threw it. I mean, Derek Carr benched crazy. Their franchise is a total joke. Yeah, but this guy Jared Stidham might be the next Tom Brady. Yeah, good one. I <laughs> uh, heard never heard that before. Let me ask you this, man. The QB's carousel is going to be insane. Garoppolo, Rogers, presumably we discussed this last time. It was broken down. Brady, I don't even know. One name that's like not been thrown out there and I threw out today in a group text we were in is, is Kyler Murray. If you're the New York Jets and you, the Cardinals have to rebuild because that's where things are at with their franchise. If you're the New York Jets, do you kind of buy low on Kyler Murray? Or is your franchise too far ahead and you go get someone like Garoppolo and go get someone like Rodgers out on Carr? Carr is in the... Winston Dalton cycle, the Wentz wow. cycle. I mean, I mean, he statistically has been abysmal this this year. He's been really, really bad collectively. Um, you know, Derek Carr. Yeah, you add, you add up all the the performances. He's had a couple of games this season where he's looked pretty decent. I just find it interesting that like they spent all of this money on bringing Devonte in to pair with him. Like, are they a package deal, or like, are you going to move on with Derek Carr and and just they can't keep Devonte? You got to if you're the Raiders and you have Devonte and you have Josh Jacobs, like, if you if they had a good quarterback, like for all intents and purposes, they can move Derek Carr. Maybe get a fourth out of him, third out of him, you know, trick some team into believing that he's still got something left in the tank. I mean, I I'm on, I'm look, you never root for a guy to fail, but like, I mean, you saw this coming a mile away. Like um, you don't, you don't, you think that Josh, well, I mean, what about Josh Jacobs then? You want to sell high on Josh Jacobs? He's, he's a free agent. Oh, that's right. You didn't tender him. Yeah. He was a first round pick that you didn't tender because you were afraid of the tag and he's ran you into a tough decision. Very tough. So you are now in a position where you're the Raiders and we'll get back to the Jets Kyler thing in a hot second. But if you're the Raiders, you have options of because now you've 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 bought into the future, which is Devontae Adams. Like that's like what you're in. Like you, he's the move you made. You made the Devontae. You bought you. You fired like your head coach who stepped in admirably and led you to the playoffs last year. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean, like, come on, for McDaniel's who's flopped. You've taken a step back in your head. You've went and gotten a new. Offensive guru, head coach. You've gotten the best receiver in football, and you're are, you are in danger. You're not gonna. You're gonna be way worse than last year. Not just worse. 
Last year, were a nine and eight playoff team. Like you're not even sniffing. Like right now, they're six and nine. Yeah. Like you're. I mean, being, early earlier today, someone ten. Someone texted us about the Raiders and was like, "Oh my God, Raiders!" Like red alert. And I was like, "Oh my God, they fired McDaniel's." <laughs> and then I looked at, you know, the news cycle to see actually what had happened. It was that Jared Stidham starting, and I was like, "I, I don't care. Who cares?" It's the oh yeah, it's they're a six and nine team. Like I would assume they're benching Derek Carr because he's benched himself with his gameplay. Yeah, it's sometimes it can be tough for these guys getting a wide receiver like that into the mix. You get googly eyes. So one of our buddies did. He made a list, and I think he made this list before the Tua news. And I think at this point we know that they're shutting Tua down the rest of the season Mm. because of the concussions and yeah, I, gonna, I ho- they'll, they'll miss the playoffs they're gonna miss the playoffs now yeah i hope that that guy plays football again honestly that's like what no, the yeah. biggest concern is for him it's like a thousand percent his career is completely in jeopardy right but he had every quarterback that is currently slated to make the playoffs ahead of dak prescott including tua at the time who I think yeah, absolutely Daniel Jones ahead of Dak. Maybe D- maybe DJ he didn't even have in there. Like Heineke ahead of Dak, like Cousins ahead of Dak. Like I just feel like Dak's getting so much hate. Like I, the Cowboys are almost getting as is as is like clinical Cowboys breakdown by the media by everyone. Oh, they're gonna. They're cursed, right? They haven't won since the mid nineties. Like they're going to find a way to, to blow it all away and to, to blow this chance that they have, even though they're not even winning their division. But for some reason, it's giving me the opposite feeling. I'm getting a feeling that like a gut feeling that this is exactly what they need. This hate, this chip on their shoulder in a time where like Four or five weeks ago, I said this is the most talented roster that the Cowboys have had since they won a Super Bowl defensively on both sides of the ball. Now Tyron Smith is back. You you disagree? No, yeah, I f- firmly agree. I, I, anybody that's counting the Cowboys out is on crack cocaine. Seriously, this NFC team is a house of cards. NFC is a house of cards. I'm like we still haven't seen the Eagles beat two good teams in a row because they haven't had to play two good teams in a row. Eagles are excellent, bro. But Eagles are excellent. But guess no, no, what? no. I'm not saying that they're not excellent. So are the Cowboys. I, yeah, but so are I, the Cowboys. I, don't I believe think, that I the Eagles are Niners, the, the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. In the, sorry, in the Eagles. Yeah. You can't Gosh, tell If me one of those three teams loses to the Vikings, they, they'll be kicking themselves for sure. I mean, dude, the oh, the greatest come the, the greatest comeback in the NFL history against a team they should have beat the you know what out of. Is that guy going to coach next year? Jeff Saturday. I mean, dude, who knows? He's he's QB carousel his own team. Like Nick Foles threw three picks the other day. The 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 like the, the crazy thing is is like they only gave up twenty points to the Chargers. Well, that defensive front. Up top is really good. I mean, I don't even know what they. Odiengbo, Okiriki, like Buckner, like that. I mean, that Leonard, Leonard's Leonard's not even playing. He's not even playing. Like that defense. Then they have Gilmore. Like that's a really good. No, they're defense. Be in a position. Like they're in a good position to go up them and the Falcons. 
or in good positions to go up and trade up to the Bears spot. Yeah, yeah. We were we were talking about give me give me your teams for this is a little early looking here, but sure. Teams that you expect next year in the NFL to to get better, to truly get better and be a step above what they were this year or what they are this year. That was really early for that. Um well I just want to touch back on the Cardinals because we were mentioned at the top. They're not one of those teams. But I do think they need to blow it. I think I'm saying this right now because I want it on record. I threw the Jets out there, and maybe it might not be in the Jets' timeline because of Kyler's injury. But they need to trade Kyler Murray. They need to get yeah. out well, from and, under that contract. JJ is officially done, right? He's they, hanging it up. Yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg. They, the head coach, they hired too many com. They, they drafted too many complex defensive pieces for an offensive-minded coach and a mediocre offensive-minded coach at that. Hopkins needs to be dealt. Murray needs to be dealt. Brown needs to be sold for less than you got him. For. They need to blow it up. Yeah, they're the opposite of what you the, uh, the answer to the question you asked. I mean, obviously, I think the Jags will get continue to get better. Um, I think I actually am into the Steelers. Like, I think if they can draft some offensive linemen, they're going to have the Bears pick at the front end of the second round. If if they can go get the the tackle from Georgia, the tackle from Ohio State, I think the tackle from Northwestern will be gone. What the guard from USC, the guard from Florida, like if they can go back to back on the offensive line and really dominate the draft class. If you remember in like two thousand six, like when the Jets took to Brickishaw Ferguson uh, and, and Nick Mangold's, like that was a really strong draft. Yeah. I think that it depends on who makes a move for who gets Aaron Rodgers. Because if it's the Panthers, if it's the Commanders, like one of those teams, like then we're singing a different tune. If you're the Seahawks, they're going to have to take a quarterback. Who trades up to get Bryce Young or, or Will Levis? I mean, yeah, no. who trades up to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? Um, but for me, it's like the Steelers and the Jacks. Those are the teams that I'm really keeping my eye on. And in the NFC, I, I mean, I expect the Falcons to be better next year than they are this year. I, them, the Bears, right? Yeah, I mean, if the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be interesting to see what happens to that team. Do We're talking about you're talking about a franchise. I would expect that they get worse. We're talking about a franchise that is used to and demands football excellency, at least competition in the NFC and the NFC North. A dominant team in the NFC North for the past fifteen years. Do they get better? Is it possible they get better? I don't believe so. Okay. That's fine. I've, I mean, I've seen scorching, enough scorching I, question. Yeah, I, I depending on who they bring in, I don't trust Love. I, I mean, I've seen an, enough of him, man. Where it's like he'd have to give me at least like eight weeks next season where he looks really good before I'm like, okay, this was this is the right direction. Yeah, but I could tell you who's on the down: Titans, Cardinals. Yep. yep. Those teams are on the down for sure. Uh, Browns yeah. will be on the up. That they should. The Ravens, if they don't sign Lamar, that's going to be interesting to watch. Do you? I'm going to leave you to ponder this. You're going to have, you're going to have to answer. How are they you ten have, and five? How is that team ten and five? Good, well Justin, coached, well coached, good defense. Justin Tucker, Justin, the good special teams, best kicker ever. Yeah, fans out there, drag both feet and bounce, swing a full count, hit that puck, hit that putt at PKs because they free inch free throws, white toss. Because they're free. Gotcha. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.